that stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil's Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening. You are listening to WCNO in Palm City, Florida. Beautiful Palm City. So we're here again. It's Friday evening, and you know what happens Friday evening at 4 p.m. We come to you to drop some financial literacy on you. So thank you for listening. I believe you're in for a treat. Well, every Friday at 4 p.m., you're in you're in for a treat. You know, to the, tonight's topic or this evening's topic, you know, sometimes we have some topic that relates to everyone. Everyone, this topic today, mm, some of it may not be related to some people, but you will know some people that it relates to. And remember, I always encourage you that anytime you hear good news, even if it's not related to you, you can share those good news. And this is why I love this station so much as I, I've shared with you guys that I'm listening to this station for 19 years. And the slogan is just so awesome. The good news station. <laughs> so I'm going to continue that trend. I'm sharing some good news with you. This is Hubert Mankintosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA. SOFA the, with the mission of the Society of Financial Awareness with the mission to bring financial education and erase or eradicate financial illiteracy in America, one community at a time. So we're starting with this community. So even though we are in beautiful Palm City, because of the World Wide Web, we have the ability to be worldwide. So on WCNO.com, you go there, there's an um, icon right there that it says listen live, where someone can listen anywhere from anywhere in the world as long as they have internet access. So for those of you who are familiar with listening from their car, I just want to remind you on that because sometimes you may drive a certain distance and then you get out of range, right? But even if you get out of range and you can get to the internet, whether, you know, on your phone or on your iPad or your tablet or your computer. So you have access to us. And also, let me remind you, for the past programs that you may not have heard when you go to the homepage of WCNO.com and you look at the left side and you scroll down, there is a there's an icon there called On Demand. So previous programs are recorded there. So you can check that out. You can check that out to see the previous programs. There may be a topic that 
you may have some interest in whether it's going to be social because we have spoken about social security, Medicare, long-term care, reverse mortgage, elder care, estate planning. Those are some of the topics that's there. And if there's a topic, also we have a site, we have a, the show has a site called Financial Literacy. Yes, financialliteracy.com. Some, uh, if you go there under the tab that says podcast, so we have some of the programs recorded there. So you have you 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 have access to us. You have access to the programs. We have been here. Um, this is wow. This is in fact almost our fifth month. We have been here since February fourteenth, and so this is almost our fifth month. So we just thank you. You know, we have some regular listeners. We just want to thank you. And for those that who have just started listening, we also want to thank you. And we welcome, we welcome your feedback. You know, we are live. You can call in the studio. We'll take your, yes, we'll take your call with any questions or comments. It's 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. So if you have a question or a comment related to finance, you know, finances, or even if it's not to the, to the topic that we're talking about today, as long as it's related to the show and finances, you can certainly give us a call and we will and we will address your questions, your comments, or your concerns. All right. So thank you. Thanks again for joining us. So we're gonna talk about today's July 10th, Friday, July 10th. We're gonna talk about tax planning. Yes, tax planning. And you may say, why are we talking about tax? You see, July 15th is the tax filing deadline. And this year is a little bit confusing. So let me just help you with that to clear that up. Normally, the tax filing deadline would have been April 15th for individuals, yes, and C Corporation individuals and C corporation the tax deadline would have been April 15th but when you hear on the radio and you hear on the TV and sometimes people can get confused when they hear the tax deadline but the tax deadline really has two deadlines <laughs> and I know sometimes that can be can be confusing so when you hear April 15th it's the initial deadline that means if you weren't gonna file your taxes you could have filed an extension yeah you could have filed an extension and you get an automatic extension you don't have to qualify for it it's just automatic once you apply for it you get an automatic extension and then the second deadline would have been october 15th that's in a normal year. But this year, due to COVID and the CARES Act, what has happened is that the, the first deadline, April 15th, was moved. It was moved to July 15th. 
So July 15th is the first deadline for individual taxes. So the extension has to be filed by July 15th. So when you hear extension has to be filed by July 15th, that also is a little bit confusing in the sense that, okay, sometimes someone will say, well, I am going to pay a penalty. All right, let me clear this up because this is also confusing. If, if you as an individual, if you don't owe any taxes, if you are due, the IRS probably won't like me saying this to you, but I have to give you the facts. If, you're, if your tax return is going to have a refund, honestly, the deadline don't mean anything to you. You have three years to file. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they can't say that because guess what? Why the IRS would never tell you that? Because you probably never hear that on the TV or on the radio. Why the IRS wouldn't tell you that is because... The IRS is such a large organization that they have so many people, so many staff that they have to divvy the work. And if everybody puts off the filing, even though you have three years to file to get your refund, here's what's going to happen. Here's the challenge. That means people may procrastinate and don't file until three years. And then they are so backed up then now with a lot of work. That's one part. But the, but the other part, no, is the sense that, you know, it, in that sense, for them, which they, kinda, they would kind of like in that sense, even though they would not tell you. Because if they don't pay you the refund that you're due, that money sits in an account that they're generating interest. Yeah, they're generating interest. So I just want to clear that up with you. So the concern that what, 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 what's, the, the, what's critical about the deadline now, though, here's the story now, it changes. Because if you're going to get a refund, the deadline don't mean anything. You have three years. But, but if you are going to, Oh, the IRS, the story different. The story is different. If you don't file, even request the extension by July 15th, you are running the risk of two penalties. Yes, not just one, two penalties. Because there is a penalty for late filing. Yeah. If you don't file July 15, five days from now, if you don't file your extension or file your return, you are gonna you're gonna be subjected to a late filing penalty. Yeah. And the thing with that late filing penalty, it's one of those things whereas sometimes it's so subjective because it's not a fixed amount. Sometimes it may charge you 10%. It, it it's all depends. So you have the late filing penalty. And then the bigger penalty now, the late payment penalty. 
Because remember, you owe, you owe. So let's say, for instance, you're going to owe $1,000, right? You're going to owe $1,000, but you didn't file. So, bam, you're hit with a late filing penalty. And because you did not file, and if you did not pay, say you did not pay estimated taxes or what, and then you owe $1,000, then you could now face with a 20% penalty. Yeah. So the $1,000 that you owe, the 20% penalty would make that you, you'd have a penalty there of $200 for the late payment and then you'd have another penalty. Sometimes you'll even get another penalty of 20% for late filing. So I just want to encourage you on that so that you make sure, get your filing, get your filing in. Even, even if sometimes you, you may not have the ability to pay, it's better that you file even if you don't have the opportunity to pay because you're going to at least alleviate that um, late filing penalty. All right? So that's the first deadline, which is coming up July 15th. All right, the second deadline now, there is some lack of clarity. Because remember I said to you, normally the second deadline would have been October 15th after a six-month extension. But the IRS have not said yet if they have extended the October 15th deadline. So you, you file the extension July 15th and then the tax return right now as it is, it's due October 15th. So just keep that in mind. All right. So why, if I said to you, we're going to talk about tax planning, why did I take so much time to tell you about tax filing? Because I want to make the distinction between filing and planning, right? Remember, we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. We welcome your call. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA. We're here dropping some financial literacy and we're talking about tax planning. All right. So there's a big confusion with tax filing and tax planning, right? Normally, remember everything this year since February, you have to use the word normally because things have changed up somewhat. Normally, all tax planning has to be done during the tax year. So say you're, you're filing, you're getting ready to file 2019 taxes if you have not done so as yet. All the tax planning should have been done in 2019. But because of covid there are some opportunities for you that if you did not do it in 2019, you can still do it. Like one of the most common one, you know, here it is, we're at July 15. Someone, if someone has a tax liability and they have some extra funds, 
they still have the opportunity where they can open an IRA account. Yeah, they can open an IRA account, whereas, you know, you, it's up to $6,500. And someone will say, well, well, that's not much. But if you're in a 20% tax bracket or something like that, and you open IRA for $6,000, 20%, 20% of that, you're saving $1,200 in taxes. So don't minimize it at $1,200. And you may say, wow, $1,200 is not all that. Well, let me tell you, if you know the cause how bombarded we got when people were calling about their stimulus check, the stimulus check was $1,200. So if you think $1,200 is not a lot, well, I can tell you, you do a Google search about how important that stimulus check was. Because you see, in times of drought and need, that $1,200 can go a far way. So it's a perfect segue into what I'm going to talk about in tax planning. All right. And Here's the thing regarding tax planning. If your situation is where you don't owe any taxes, if you don't owe any taxes or, you know, your income or whatever is, don't put you in that situation where tax is not a burden to you. Then some of what I'm going to say is not going to be directly related to you. But I still encourage you to listen because you may know somebody who it can help. And remember, we always encourage you because if we, if, we, if we are evangelists, right? If we are evangelists and we're spreading good news, you, 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 your good news, you want to be able, if you get good news, you want to also share that with people. You know, sometimes, yeah, we know our greatest news, our greatest good news is that, you know, Jesus came and he died for us. Yes. But if that's all you're going to think of, even though that's the greatest thing, then um, I think you could be missing the boat a little bit in the sense that I spoke to you the last time about John 3.16, which, you know, I still believe is the greatest verse in the Bible, you know, John 3.16. But you can't just look at John 3.16 and say the Bible is just made up of John 3.16. What about John 10.10? What about John 10, 10? You, you're just going to discard John 10, 10? He says, I have come that you may have life. You may have life and have life abundantly. You know, one of the sad part about that statement, and you're going to say, oh my gosh, Hubert, you're saying something sad about that. Do you know you have believers who believe that that abundant life that Jesus is talking about is when we get to heaven. And that is just so false. That is just so false. But you have people teaching that. You have people teaching that that, that abundant life, that abundant life is um, when we get to heaven. No. What about the abundant life on earth also? You see, sometimes so we get into that mindset and I think it's just a trick of the enemy. It's just a trick of the enemy that says, you know, that, wow, man, I should just live a life of poverty or live a life of 
below means because everything is going to be fixed when I get to heaven. Yeah, that's all well and good. But then you're contradicting. So what about all the what about all the other verses? You know, when you take when you take a verse like Deuteronomy eight eighteen, you know, when when you know Jehovah says, um, don't forget the Lord Jehovah because it is him who gave you the ability to create wealth. So when he says that which wealth, the create wealth. What what wealth is he talking about? You know, and some people can, some people to justify what they want to say, they may change up that word and say what the wealth mean. You know, and and you know you have verses. You can take verses and you can spin it all you want. You know, yes, yes. Jesus says yes. You should show your treasures. You should show your treasures in heaven, and that is good. But he also wants us to live a good life. Because here's the thing. If we as believers, if we are not living good life here, right? How do we encourage the, the non-believer? Because remember, the non-believer is looking at our life, you know? And we should be living a life where the non-believer covet. And you may say, oh my gosh, Hubert, you're talking about COVID. COVID is a bad word. No, not necessarily. You have good COVID and you have bad COVID. You know, like for instance, where you're someone says, I covet your prayers. Think about it. I covet your prayers. In other words, they would love for you to pray for them. I remember I shared with you, John Maxwell shared something, you know, um, which to me was just so awesome. John Maxwell said, anytime... One of the greatest things a person can enjoy is when they have somebody praying for them. When you have somebody praying for you, oh my gosh, that's one of the greatest blessings because it gives us that opportunity that we can intercede for each other. All right? So now you have gotten the foundation. And the next verse I want to use in the planning, why tax planning? We want to go back to Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2.2. We need to have a vision. We need to have a plan. We need to have a plan. So, all right, so tax planning. What is happening is, and this is for people who have tax liability, okay? So pardon me if that is not you, but you can listen up and you may be able to share with, with, with others. Social security. I've spoken to you about this before. You have, you currently have people, social security is not supposed to be taxable. Yeah. Social security, that's a general statement. Social security is not supposed to be taxable. Right? You got that. But some of you are paying tax on your social security. Yeah. Some of you are paying tax on your social security. Why? The people who are paying tax on their social security, in most cases, I'm going to say most cases, I won't say in all cases, in most cases, they did not do proper planning. You're like, oh my gosh, Hubert, what are you saying? Yeah, they did not do proper planning. Because remember, the and I should even qualify that because social security started getting taxed 
1986. Yeah, 1986. So if your situation happened prior to 1986, then you couldn't have known because you did not know that in 1986, Social Security is going to be start being, being taxed. So how is Social Security taxed? Social Security is taxed based on something called provisional income. Wow, you, uh, you, you, you guys hear that word and I know it floored a lot of people because you, most of you have never even heard of that term, provisional income. Provisional income is the measurement that's used to tax Social Security. So what, what's provisional income? So there are, two, there are two numbers. There are two numbers for provisional income that you want to look at. For a single person, for a single person, if their provisional income is greater than 34000 and they are also getting Social Security, a portion of that Social Security income will be taxed. And then here's the next part. A provisional income for a married couple, if your provisional income is greater than 44000 then a part of your Social Security will be taxed. So guys, let's face it. Let's face it. Let's, let's be real now. I'm not throwing rocks at anybody, you know, but look at the number. Provisional income for a married couple. If the provisional income is greater than 44000 it will be taxed. Ask yourself, for a married couple, do you believe that 44000 is a is a great income? It's just finance we're talking. We're not, we're not throwing any rocks. We're just talking financing. Do you believe that $44,000 is a great income? So each of you can answer that yourself. But the provisional income, if your provisional income is greater than $44,000, part of your Social Security will be taxed. So what's provisional income? Because here I'm talking about provisional income and I didn't tell you what it is. Provi provisional income, the formula for provisional income is all your income, all your income, I don't matter where it's from, interest, dividends, working, pension, anything. That's all of your income plus 50% of your Social Security income. All right, let me break that down now. Let me break that down because someone says, oh my gosh, Hubert, what are you saying? I'm talking about? All right. If all of your, someone's income, let's say a married couple then, let's use a married couple and let's use this number. So let's use 40,000. So if the income is 44,000 for that couple and then, and then there is, there is 30,000. Let's use that. 40, you got that, right? 40 as regular income and 30 as social security. And what did I say the formula was? The formula was your income plus 50% of your social security income. So here it is now. So 40 plus 50% of the social security income. I'm talking about now for married couple or even for 
individual. It's the same formula in calculating provisional income. It's total income plus 50% of Social Security income. So we're we're using 40 and 30. So the Social Security is 30. 50% of that will be 15,000, right? So if you take the 40 plus the 15, then the total provisional income for that married couple is 55,000. I remember I said anything over 44,000 will be taxed. Yeah. So basically now you have 11,000 over the 44. You guys getting this? So 11,000 over the 44, then your social security income, which is 30,000 in this case, will be taxed 50%. So it's, yeah, 50% and you have 85%, you know. I won't go into the different tiers, but I just want you to realize that if it's over the 44,000, a portion of the social security will be taxed. So if the 30,000 and the 30,000 is taxed at 50%, that means, it doesn't mean it's 50% tax. It means 50% of it will be taxed. So 50% of that 30,000, which is 15,000, that 15,000 will be included in your taxable income of the 40,000. You guys, you guys getting this? So, so what kind of planning a person could have done in that if someone goes in and knowing that that formula exists, if knowing that that formula exists, they could structure their income. They should structure their income like sometimes people are getting retirement income. And if your retirement income is already fixed at 40000 just say fixed at 40000 you're so already you're so close already to 44,000 there is not much you that person could have done but if this person had done planning before because a lot of cases when sometimes you're going to retire when you're going to retire you know depending on whether you under the state retirement system or you work at some company some companies um you have the retirement benefits where you can take the retirement benefits in a lump sum or in increments of annual. And that's a deeper story. We're not going to go into this, but your planning, your planning is important in that. Whereas if you plan properly, you could have avoided your social security income to be taxed. But with, with pension, if you already had your pension, there's not much you could have done there. All right? So if so, who am I talking to? I am talking to the people who have not reached there where they still have the opportunity to plan. Some people can't plan anymore because they already made the plan, and for lack of a better term, ignorantly. They did not know. They did not know, so they are stuck with the plan that they made. They you know, I'm talking to you who have an opportunity. You who have an opportunity to make the plan. Okay? So, all right. Who are those people then 
the main persons that I'm talking about. All right. The main persons I am talking about regarding this plan is there's this thing called RMD, which is called Required Minimum Distribution. Required Minimum Distribution. I remember three years ago I was talking to a friend and he was he was 69 years old at that time. And, you know, I asked him, have you made plans for your required minimum distribution? And here it is. This friend was 69 years old, three years ago. And he asked me, what is that? He asked me, what is that? He had no clue that there was something called required minimum distribution. Because at that time, the required minimum distribution was 70 what does it mean when you re, when re, you have to start taking required minimum distribution at 70? That means if this person was fortunate that they had saved some money in retirement, you know, retirement plans and so forth, what the government says, okay, all right, you have been saving this money. You have not been paying any taxes on it. You have not been paying any taxes on it. So... We don't want you to die before we get our taxes. Oh, no. The government says, no, we don't want you to die before we get our taxes. So the government implemented something called required minimum distribution where prior to this year, the required minimum distribution started at age 70. But it changed December of last year. There's something called um, the Secure Act. The Secure Act changed that where the required minimum distribution now is nineteen seven is not ninety is seventy two years old. All right. So let me break it down. Let me break it down. So you got the foundation right. Remember, we're still in the studio. You can give us a call seven seven two. 221 1100 We're at WCNO in beautiful Palm City. All right. So I'm taking it a bit further. Remember I said I already made the disclaimer that it's not for everybody. But for those of you who fall into it, you may have some opportunity that you're not taking care of. All right. So let's use a number. Let's use a number. Let's use a million dollars. And you may say, oh my gosh, Hubert, that's a big number. Well, let me tell you, it may not be as big. It may not, it, it may not be as big as a lot of you think. So say, for instance, someone worked for 30, 35, 40 years, right? And they know are 65. And they manage that during their lifetime of working. Because remember... 401 can IRA started in 1974. That was 46 years ago. So say someone had gotten involved in that in the beginning and they started saving money. And if they have accumulated a million dollars, so you have that person who puts that in that, you know, whereas they contributed money in that. And then another, since we're in Florida, most state, as something called a retirement system. 
So like in Florida, you have reti Florida retirement system and it's mo it's for public workers. It's not individual. The Florida retirement system is not because think about it. Florida re retirement system. It's for employees who came under the Florida retirement system. So who are those people? Teachers. Yeah. Teachers. Nurses. You may say nurses. Yeah. You have public hospitals. Public hospitals comes under the Florida retirement system. So you have teachers. You have nurses. You have firefighters. You have police officers. So basically it's government workers and first responders you'll be surprised how many of these people they work 30 years 35 years and in their retirement sis in their plan they have a million dollars or more so those are some of the people that i'm talking to if it's five hundred thousand, yes but why i'm using a million it's for easy calculation and you'll get what i'm saying so take a for a person who had accumulated, whereas uh, let's let's use the Florida retirement system. Let's use them as an example. So someone worked for thirty five years, and in the Florida retirement system, they have something. They have amassed no almost a million dollars before they retire. Before they retire, they have two options. Yeah. They have two options. And sometimes they are making a decision without thinking about taxes. So say someone says, all right, I am going to choose. The two options they have, they have something called where they're going to choose the pension. You have the pension and you have the investments. So if someone chooses the pension, take this person out. They have accumulated a million dollars in their bank. But they choose the pension, right? They choose the pension. All right. What, what's the beautiful thing about the pension? The beautiful thing about the pension, if that person chooses the pension and this is, okay, I'm going to get $5,000 a month for my pension, right? So they're going to get $60,000 a year. If that person lives... If that person lives, do the math with me, right? If that person lives for 30 years, right? They're getting 60000 a year. If they live for 30 years, they're getting $1.8 So that's a, that's a bonus. Because remember, they had a million when they retire. They live for 30 years. They're getting $60,000 a year. So over 30 years, they would have gotten 1.8 million, which is 800,000 more than what they started with. All right. That's the good part of it. But remember, every good also has a negative, right? So what's the bad part? And check this part out now. That person chose the pension and they will get the pension for 30 years, right? You think the story is the same if they die after five years? The story is not the same. Their beneficiaries get the pension for a certain number of years. Certain number of years. So what happened to the rest of the money? 
rest of the money stay with the state. And you may say, oh, that is horrible. Yes and no. You have the option. You did not choose the option. You chose the pension. You chose the pension. Because you did not take the time to evaluate which is better. You did not educate yourself. And we go back to Abacook too. We talk to you about the planning. And that's why we're talking to you about tax planning. Then you go back to Hosea 4, 6, where it says, my people suffer for a lack of knowledge. You see, sometimes we make decisions. Sometimes a lot of us, we're making decisions out of two reasons. We're making decisions out of ignorance because we did not take the time to educate ourselves. And the other one, which is more scary than that, we're making the decision out of fear. We're making the decision out of fear. It says, oh my gosh, this may happen to me, so I am going to make this decision because this may happen to me. But then what, what did 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says? God did not give us a spirit of fear. We took, we took that upon ourselves. He did not give us that. So fear can be alleviated with education, right? So that's the pension part of it where people are making that decision, all right? But there's another part to it. There's another part to it. Let's go back to that million dollars. Remember, while that million dollars was being accumulated, no taxes were paid on it. No, there were no taxes. So that person think they have a million. But what if they're in a 35% tax bracket? Ah. Do you see do you see the interesting part? If they're in a 35% tax bracket, that million is not a million anymore. That million is 650,000. So that person thought they had a million, but they don't have a million because they forgot that they did not pay the taxes when the money was being accumulated. So what it's called, where a lot of times people hear the word tax deferred, and sometimes tax deferred people may not even un understand what the deferred mean, but I'm going to give it to a layman word. Layman word where every one of us will understand this word. You know, you may say tax deferred. What does deferred really mean? Okay, yeah. But we're going to give you a word that everybody going to understand. Tax postponement. Everybody understands what postponement means. It means that you postpone the taxes. You postpone the taxes. And you may say, but Hubert, that's a good thing. Because now my money has grown. So here's a question that you're going to ask yourself now. Take, for instance, a personal with that situation right now, right now, July 10, 2020. That person is that situation and they're getting ready to retire later this year or next year. This person has a major decision. This decision is so major that if you know, if you have family members and you have friends and we're going to use the Florida retirement system in this case. Your family member, you have friends and you have neighbors. And you know that they're getting, they told you that they're getting ready to retire. 
and you're here in this program, you want to encourage this person that after this program finishes today at 5 o'clock, that they log on to WCNO.com and they go on the on-demand and watch or listen it. Listen it because they a lot of people under the, right now, July 10th, are getting ready to make some big, big mistake because a lot of those people are going to be choosing the pension. They're going to be choosing the pension. They're going to be choosing the pension because guess what? They did not take the time to know the difference. And I'm going to speak to you about the difference. Remember, the pension has great benefits. So don't think I am here talking bad about the pension. The pension is great. But the pension has some deficiencies that you need to be aware of. Because remember, that pension is going to be taxed for the rest of your life. But here's a question you don't know today at July 10th. Here's a question you don't know. You don't know the answer. And I have to also admit, I don't know the answer. We are, an, we are at an interesting date in time. This is July 10th. 2020 so for so those of you who may even be listening to this program four or five years from now today's day this program is going to go down in history because here's what's happening today july 10 2020 there are some challenges this year that i don't know if this challenge well i know this challenge never exists before that I can tell you. I don't know if it's going to exist again, but it never exists before. Never before. Maybe once. Maybe in 1929. Folks, there are 40 million people unemployed. There are 40 million people unemployed. That's 25% of the working population in America unemployed. 25%. So that's one problem. And I hate, you, you, you know, I come on and I share these things with you. you. You know, my wife always remind me about sharing doom and gloom. It's not doom and gloom I'm sharing. I'm sharing facts. I'm sharing financial facts with you. 40 million people unemployed. That's 25% of the work population. Yeah, 25%. All right. We're also dealing with a disease, COVID. All right, we don't know how long that's going to last. But we're talking the finance. I'm not going to get into the psychological part of the COVID and who believe this or who believe what. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about the numbers. The government, the government as CARES Act, the government has implemented plans six trillion dollars six trillion dollars to help benefit the country to get through this pandemic six trillion dollars you want to know the truth that six trillion dollars wasn't in the bank that six trillion dollars was a loan and you may say what kind of loan Oh, no, we just printed the money. 
Yeah, we just printed the money. So what are you saying, Hubert? Are you talking politics? No, I'm not talking politics. Somebody got to pay that $6 trillion. Are you guys listening to me? Folks, let's do some math. Before that $6 trillion, we had a deficit in this country of $23 trillion. So we have added six, so the deficit is now $29 trillion. Somebody has to pay it. Who's going to pay it? Here's the sad truth. We. We. The American public will have to pay it. And here's the part. I'm going there. That's going to shock some of you. We have an election November 3rd. Here's a prediction I'm making. Irrespective. I don't care who wins the election. Irrespective of who wins the election, taxes will be going up. Taxes will be going up. It's just a math problem. Taxes will be going up. So, here's the challenge. So, for that person who is planning, making their retirement plan this year, for money that was never taxed before, right now the highest tax rate in America is 37%. Individual tax rate is 37%. That's the highest tax rate. The lowest is zero. You know that. You have zero, you have 10, then you have 12, you have 22, 24, 32, 35, 37. Those are the tax brackets, right? Zero, 10, 12, 22, 24. 32, 35, 37, those are the tax brackets. The IS is 37%. The 37% tax bracket is for, you know, most of us don't, don't have to worry about that. The 37% tax bracket is for people who make more than 650000 So most of us don't have to worry about that. But that's the IS tax bracket. But what is going on if taxes is going to go up? Let's ask yourself this question. The person who is in the 22% tax bracket, is it possible that taxes could double? Where that tw person in the 22% goes in the 44%? Is it possible? Yeah, I know some of you, you're shaking your head and you're telling me, no, it's not. Well, I want you go to look at the U.S. tax history. The highest tax rate we have ever had in the U.S. was 94%. You didn't know that? When was it 94%? 1946. 1946, the tax rate was 94%. But a lot of people were not in it because tax rate... Taxes can be very confusing. Not can be. Taxes are confusing because you have tax rate and you have tax threshold. What does that mean? I w guys, I, I just want to prepare you guys. You have tax rate and you have tax threshold. You, you know, like you may say, well, someone is in the 22% tax bracket or the 37% tax bracket. But there's something called tax threshold. It's based on the income. So in 1946, to, to be fair... The tax rate 
was 94%. But the tax threshold was outside of most people. The tax threshold was $200,000. Yeah, it was $200,000. For people who made over $200,000, the tax rate was 94%. And you may say, but Hubert, you're talking about 9462. Who made 200000 Well, I'm going to share with you one, one person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one person that I believe every one of us knows. Every one of us knows. And we're going to use Ronald Reagan. Did you know that in 1946, Ronald Reagan was making more than $200,000? Where Ronald Reagan only worked for six months of the year because what would happen? What would happen? He would make movies. You guys didn't remember that Ronald Reagan was a movie star? You thought Ronald Reagan was just a, was the president? Ronald Reagan was one of the highest paid movie stars in 1946. You guys didn't know that? So what would happen after Ronald Reagan made 200000 Because the tax rate was 94%. He would defer his income because any income he made over the 200000 he he was paying 94% in taxes. 94% in taxes. So, and over the years, we have 94%, we have 92, we have 72, we have 70. You know when we had 72% tax? 1970. Every time we have a war, taxes goes up. Yeah, taxes go up every time we have a war. You go back and you look at it, you just Google it. It's called U.S. tax history. Taxes went up after World War I. Taxes went up after World War II. Taxes went up after the Korean War. Taxes went up after the Vietnam War. Taxes haven't gone up since. How many wars have we had? Taxes haven't gone up. So I'm just telling you the importance of tax planning. There are ways where someone can pay the tax at the tax rate that they currently know. So you ask yourself, if someone is in a 22% tax bracket, is it better that they pay the tax now at the 22% that they know, or they got to take the chance that that 22% can go to 44%. Because if they go back to that million dollars on the person in a 22% tax bracket, so that person owes tax of 220000 because that's 22%, right? So they thought they had a million, but they only have 780 because 220 is taxes. That is if it's federal tax. If they live in a if they live in a state that has state tax for personal income, then that's another percentage. You know, like for instance, if you live in a state like Georgia, if you live in a state like Georgia, Georgia tax rate is six percent personal. So that person would have the twenty-two percent plus the six. So that's twenty-eight percent. But that person now live in a state like California. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you live in a state, that person live in a state like California. I don't remember the tax right now. I think it's 12 or 13%. The, listen, you, you guys live here in Florida. Sometimes you don't even realize the benefits. I hear sometimes people say, well, oh my gosh, I don't want to live in Florida because the income is lower. Yeah, but you have no state tax. People don't realize how much money state tax can eat up. All right? So, so I want to talk to you about that with the pension because if that 22% goes to 44%, then that person now, out of that million dollars, they now owe 440000 So here is the regret or the challenge that person has because they could have paid the tax at 220, but now the tax is 440. So that decision was because they did not get education and they wait. Right? So I want to point that out. So back to the RMD now. That's the pension I'm talking about now. So with the RMD, with that same million dollars now, with the same million dollars that they still can pay, 22%, if they wait until 72, when the government says, okay, you have to start taking RMD at age 72. So they have a million dollars. Guess what? So they're getting... Say so they're getting thirty thousand for social security, and they're they're living okay with the thirty thousand. Just say, the government now says, "Hey, listen, you have to take four percent of that million." So they know they're taking forty thousand of that million for the RMD. So now that forty thousand plus the half of the social security, which was forty, which is now twenty. So now the social, so the total income is now sixty. So they are now paying tax on the forty thousand that they took from the RMD, and they are now paying tax on the social security. Guys, I am telling you, taxes are one of the number one, not one of. Taxes is the number one impediment to your wealth. So I want to encourage you, encourage you. Please get your information on your taxes. That's why I wanted to introduce tax planning to you. So we're going to talk more about it. But as you know, Fridays at 4 p.m., I, I told you it's the fastest hour of the week. I am not sure why, but it's the fastest hour of the week. I hope you have gotten something. But remember, we're still in the studio. You call the station, 772 221-1100, This is Hubert McIntosh, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your daddy. Thank you for joining us. You have a great evening and a great weekend, and we see you next week at the same bat channel, WCNO.com. Have a great evening. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, the show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SOFAUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go down, down, down in history. Has another blood faithful member of